No man should own a city. No man should control every aspect of people's lives. No man should be allowed to hold the life of others in the public affairs. But I do. And this is my city. Or should I say, my world. My name is Manfred Van Johnson. And the world that I control is called Noir. And in my world, I run it all. The police, the politicians, the foreign leaders. But there is a thorn in my side. My name is Jack Manson. And this world is about to fall. Noir is a series written by author Tim Simpson. In the 1950s, the mobs ruled the city. Gangsters controlled everything. The cops were on the case. But a few stood against its own. If you don't read anything the rest of the year, you have to read Detroit Noir, 1954 Noir, Chicago Noir, New York Pulp, and finally, Noir Continues. Several books taking place in one universe. And it all comes to a crashing conclusion in Noir Continues. You don't want to miss it. Available on hardback, Kindle, and Audible. But remember, sometimes the heroes don't always win. Hello, loyal listeners. Uh, welcome to Wednesday night. This is something new we're trying to do uh, with our podcast. Uh, Lori and I, and even Eli, have an affinity for the old-time radio shows, which is one of the reasons we got into uh, podcasting in the first place. Um, so we've decided to pick our favorite radio shows and put them on Wednesday nights. And Eli has picked the Jack Benny program because ever since he was a little child, uh, I let him listen to Jack Benny before he got to bed, and he still does that on his phone today. Other night, he uh, will listen to Jack Benny as he goes to sleep. I'm a huge fan of Jack Benny. He has always been. He's one of the funniest guys, one of the funniest TV shows, or TV shows and radio shows. But I love the Jack Benny program, even on television, is one of my favorites. So we've decided Wednesday night would be a fun night to just pick, each one of us will pick our favorite radio show, and we will give a little introduction about it and talk a little bit about it. Um, The first one we're going to begin with is the Burns and Allen show. That is one of my favorite radio shows. You have to listen to this show. It is so funny. And the one I selected for the first Wednesday has Jack Benny as a guest. And it is so funny because Gracie Allen is one of the funniest women in show business who's ever lived. In fact, uh, she and George Burns started out on stage together. Uh, George Burns had been in Bobville for years and years and years and years and years and could not find his niche in uh, show business. So he decided to uh, get with uh, Gracie Allen and they put... A show together and so she um she was the straight person she would deliver all the straight lines and he was the comic and more people were laughing at her delivery than they were at his jokes so he got the idea to switch it around so he started writing the jokes for her to deliver and brought the house down and the rest it's wonderful comic history and uh so when they began their television career, Jack, so George Burns said, um, 
somebody asked him one time, you know, how do you find your talent to become a showbiz star? And he, he, he said, uh, you find your talent, you develop your talent, and then you marry her, which he did. He married Gracie Miller. She died way too young. And uh, he lived, of course, to be 100 years old, died in 1996. And he was born in 1896. I've been a fan ever since I was a kid. And I think that you will really enjoy uh, this if you just listen to it and listen to it for what it is. It's an old comedy, and it's very funny. And Jack Benny is a guest, but Jack Benny and George Burns were legendary friends. Uh, they were friends before they each became a star. And they would oftentimes crisscross in each other's radio shows and television shows. And it was great fun. Uh, people back then weren't so serious about uh, television and movies. It was, it was, they were having fun. And we were observers to this fun. Uh, if you watch some of the old Bob Hope movies, you'll see lots of times he'll break character and talk directly to the camera with some ad lib. And it was great. And he would do the same thing on the Jack Benny program because Jack would just crack up. But anyway, without further ado, I want you to listen to uh, George Burns, Gracie Allen, and Jack Benny. You'll love it. I promise. Uh, another cup of Maxwell House coffee, George? Sure. Pour me a cup, Gracie. You know, Maxwell House is always good to the last drop. And that drops good, too. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. With our special guest tonight, Jack Benny, yours truly, Toby Reed, Mel Blank, Gail Gordon, Meredith Wilson and the Maxwell House Orchestra, and Bill Goodwin. For America's Thursday night comedy enjoyment, it's George and Gracie. And for America's everyday coffee-drinking enjoyment, it's Maxwell House. Always good to the last drop. Life is a funny thing. Upon some men it bestows fame, fortune, and success, yet cruelly withholds from them the thing they long for most of all. In the city of Beverly Hills, California, live two such men, Jack Benny and George Burns. Each apparently successful, yet nursing in his heart a secret, unfulfilled ambition. What is Jack Benny's ambition? His dream? Listen. Gee... When is the world going to recognize me for what I really am? A concert violinist. <laughs> Mr. Benny, Mr. Benny, please. The violin lesson is over. Now may I have my money? Uh, Professor LeBlanc, uh, tell me something honestly. Uh, what do you think of my playing? Now be frank. You want the truth? Yes. First, give me the money for the lesson. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm tired of being the comedian, the clown, the pagliacci. Please, Monsieur Benny, I must go. Get the money out. Sure, it's brought me fame and riches, but when you're not happy, what good is gold? It's turned a lead in my pocket. Monsieur Benny, please, get the lead out. <laughs>
I could only be a concert. <laughs> And just a few blocks from this scene of frustration, we find the other man, George Burns. What is his secret ambition? Listen. Boom, 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 down in the garden. <laughs> honey, oh, mine, I love you so. Love me like a flower, don't. See, Gracie, if only the world would recognize my singing voice. Well, it does, George. Everyone recognizes your singing voice. Really? Well, sure. It's after they recognize it that the trouble starts. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, my voice just doesn't seem to sell. Oh, lots of people think it does. Think it sells? Oh, sells! <laughs> oh, what fools they are. You have a beautiful voice. You really think so? Oh, yes. You sound like a nightingale flew down your throat and built a nest there. <laughs> but I never get a chance. Yeah, I know, dear. Just like Jack Benny with his violin. Yeah. Look at that, that party we went to the other night with Jack. When I started to sing, what happened? They tried to drown you out. Yeah. Only it's worse than it sounds. They tried to drown you out in the swimming pool. <laughs> Well, thank goodness Jack started to play about that time. His violin was really a lifesaver. Oh, yes. When they threw that in the pool, it gave you both something to hang on to. <laughs> Why won't people take our music seriously? Well, George, they won't accept Jack as a violinist because they think of him as a great comedian. And they won't accept you as a singer because they think of you as a great... Uh, whatever it is you are. <laughs> A pickle salesman. <laughs> it's so unfair, Sell George. rhubarb on the side. Uh, there were you. There were you and Jack... Did you care for a little horseradish? <laughs> no, George. <laughs> there were you and Jack loaded with musical talent and all the crowd wanted to hear were those gypsy entertainers. Well, those gypsies were good. Not one bit better than you. I'll bet if you and Jack had been disguised as gypsies, the crowd would have... George! That's it. Huh? Why don't you and Jack disguise yourselves as gypsies and put on a concert? Now, wait a Oh, minute. it's a great idea. If people don't know that you're George Burns and Jack Betty, they might like you. <laughs> well, thanks. Now, Jack could be a gypsy violinist, and you could be a gypsy troubadour. When a gypsy makes his violin cry. Oh, you gypsy. When you sing, you'll not only make the violin cry, you'll make the whole orchestra ball. Uh, maybe you've got something with the gypsy idea. Oh, sure. Let's go talk to Jack about it. People go for gypsies because they're romantic vagabonds. They've been roaming the earth for hundreds of years. Do you think Jack and I can put it over? Absolutely. If I ever saw two men who look like they've been roaming the earth for hundreds of years, it's you and Jack. <laughs> Come on, let's go over and talk to Jack. Well, what do you think of the idea?
idea, Jack. I can't do it, Gracie. When I achieve recognition as a violin player, I'll do it on one thing and one thing alone. Talent. <laughs> but, Jack. Huh? Jack, it's a great idea. I'm sorry, George. I will not deceive my public by disguising myself as a ridiculous gypsy. <laughs> Jack. Jack. You can make a barrel of money. Money? Yes. If we're gypsies? Yes. I thought so. Anyway, it's not a cheat, you know. You know, I do have some gypsy blood in my veins. Oh, really, Jack? Yeah, of course. I only have a drop or two. You know. Oh. How much of it is gypsy? Well, the drop or two is gypsy. I have more. <laughs> My father, my father ran a gypsy tea room back in Waukegan. <laughs> Sam Benny's Romany Rendezvous and Delicatessen. <laughs> my mother used to go around at the tables and read the rye crisps. <laughs> yes, I remember. Uh, yes. Say, Jack, you and George can be gypsy brothers. Oh, do we have to be brothers? Well, brother acts are so popular in the theater. There's the uh, the Marx brothers and the Ritz brothers and the Mayo brothers. The Mayo brothers are in the theater? Well, they must be. People always talk about going to the Mayo brothers for an opening. <laughs> yes, uh, Abe Lasfogel handles their knives. Oh. You know... You know, I'm glad you had this idea, Gracie. It sounds exciting, romantic. The Mysterious Gypsy Brothers. <laughs> we'll rent the biggest hall in town and give a concert. Yes, it'll be great, Jack. What if we do have to risk a little money to, you know, to put into it? Money? Yes. We risk it? Yes. I was afraid of that. Oh, wait a minute. I've got an idea. We'll get someone else to put up the money, huh? Someone else? Yeah. You mean we won't risk anything? Yeah, not a cent. boys home to try on these gypsy costumes. Here, you spread this dark makeup on your faces while I finish curling your hair. Gracie, is this necessary? Of course, Jack. All gypsies have curly hair. Well, okay. There. Now, Jack, your hair is done. Put it back on. <laughs> Gee, it feels good. Still warm. <laughs> I'll put a few waves in your hair, and then we'll put on the earrings. Earrings? earrings? Well, certainly all gypsies wear earrings. Now, hold still, Jack. Hey, Gracie, these look like the gold earrings I gave Mary for Christmas. They are. She insisted you wear them. Well, how sweet. 
She wants to see how you look with green ears. Look, these earrings happen to be solid gold. Some appreciation I get. She doesn't even keep them clean. They're all sticky. Well, Mary says that was on there when you gave them to her. It's from the Cracker Jacks. <laughs> well, I'll be careful to wash off her birthday present before I give it to her. Now, George, you put these other earrings on and uh, this sash. Okay. And, Jack, here are some beads to go around your neck. And now we'll put this scarf around your head. There. I feel like Carmen Miranda. Well, you look wonderful. Come in. Hi, Gracie. Hello, Bill. I just dropped by to say hello and... and, and... Who are the two old babes? <laughs> oh, fine. Well, they're gypsies, Bill. Oh, oh, gypsy fortune tellers? Mm-hmm. Well, uh... Read my palm, honey. Look, look, I'm Jack Benny. <laughs> Quit kidding, you're a gypsy fortune teller. Now, read my palm. I tell you, I, I, I can't read your palm. I'm Jack Benny. Come on, honey. Read my palm, and I'll give you 50 cents. <laughs> I see a tall, dark woman <laughs> like Davy Marie. <laughs> hand over my money, Ansem. Look, Bill, this is really Jack Benny and I'm George. We're going to give a gypsy concert. Oh. With that sad gypsy, gypsy music. Let's show him, Jack. Okay. Uh, are you... <laughs> are you... Are you holding anything back? Chicharnia <laughs> Ochistrasnia <laughs> I held that back 15 years Miserable. <laughs> you know, Gracie, I think it would look flashy if I had some gold rings on my fingers when I play. I've given Mary a couple of beautiful ones. See if you can borrow them. Oh, that will look flashy. Green fingers to match your ears. I'll be right back. Uh, Bill, Jack and I will be a sensation if we can just get some publicity. Well, I know a newspaper reporter. Uh, I'll send him over for a story. Oh, thanks, Bill. And we'll give you a pair of complimentary tickets to our concert, right in the front row. Well, Jack, uh, I'd rather sit in the balcony. But, Bill, you can bring your girl. You see, if you sit in the front row, she can appreciate my technique. Well, if we sit in the balcony, she can appreciate mine. <laughs> just send the reporter. Yeah, so long, gypsies.
Meredith, you'll have everybody hopping and skipping and jumping with those gay polkas of yours. Well, that's what you're supposed to do when you hear a polka, Toby. Uh, I'm afraid I'm strictly the waltz and slow foxtrot type. <laughs> All right, then, sit this one out. But uh, lend an ear and see if you can recognize this familiar polka. First, we'll have just the mellow harmony. Now we'll stir in the counter melody for richness. Well, that sounds plenty lively, Meredith, but you know I'm still stumped. Oh, don't give up yet, Toby. Listen again while we add a dash of vigorous polka rhythm. And now we'll combine the melody to round out this blend of familiar polka music at its best. Certainly, it's the bouncy Pennsylvania polka. Yes, friends, and just as our favorite melodies are all created by carefully blending many orchestral parts, so too with the creation of America's favorite brand of coffee, Maxwell House. The superb good-to-the-last-drop flavor of Maxwell House could never be achieved with just one type of coffee. No, the famous Maxwell House blend combines many varieties of choice highland-grown Latin American coffees, each chosen for the particular flavor it contributes. With painstaking care and skill, the Maxwell House experts test and select Manizales for mellowness, for vigor, they choose other choice coffees. And for fine full body, they add Bucaramangas. The final result is the flavor perfection of America's favorite coffee, Maxwell House. A blend so completely satisfying, it's bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee at any price. Friends, why not enjoy the superb flavor, the extra value of Maxwell House coffee yourself? You can for just a fraction of a penny more per cup than the cheapest coffee sold. Ask for Maxwell House. Always good to the last drop. How do you do? I'm a reporter from the news. I'd like to get a story about those two gypsies who are going to give a concert. Oh, wonderful. What would you like to know? Well, uh, I understand they're brothers. Yes, both boys. <laughs> nice arrangement. <laughs> gypsies are supposed to be mystics. Do these boys have second sight? Yes, they both wear glasses. Uh, yes. Uh, can you tell me something about their background? Well, it was, uh, it was very romantic. Uh, to begin with, they're gypsy kings because they were born, uh, when they were born, they each weighed 20 pounds. You mean... King size. I should have spotted <laughs> Now, uh, what are their names? Uh, their names? Yes. Uh, what are some gypsy names? Well, there's Misha and Sasha. Oh, well, these are Georgia and Jacksha. Are you sure these boys aren't just plain Americans? Oh, no, no. They're straight from gypsy land. They're real gyps. Hey, you're not kidding. So long, lady. 
Gee, it feels good to get out of these gypsy costumes. You know, George, if we can just... Come in. <clears throat> Howdy, little man. Oh, hello, Mr. Judson. Jack, this is Mr. Judson from Texas. How do you do? Mr. Judson, this is Jack Benny. Jack Benny? Why, say, ain't you the world's greatest radio comedian, stage star, and movie actor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it sure is an honor to shake your hand, Mr. Benny. You're a right famous celebrity. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, what part of Texas you from? <laughs> Dallas? Houston? No, I'm from Waukegan. A walk uh, Jack, uh, huh? Jack, uh, Mr. Judson is an oil millionaire, uh -huh. and he may want to put up some uh, $5,000 to back our concert. Well, now, I I'd be right glad to put up 5000 if Mr. Benny was from Texas, but he says he's from Waukegan? Yes, yeah, Waukegan, Texas. <laughs> no, I, I don't recollect ever hearing of that town. Waukegan, Texas? Well, uh, you see, they might make it the capital, you know. You don't say. Yes, and the next governor will probably be my father, Sam Houston Benny. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, is that a fact? And after he served a term as governor of Texas, he may be elected president of the United States. Oh, well, now, I I'd sure hate to see him step down to a less important job. <laughs> Mr. Judson, I've got a TL for you. The people who run this world don't come from Texas. Yeah, and look what a mess they got it in. <laughs> well, Mr. Judson, do I get the 5000 Well, Now, that depends. Uh, what are you going to do in the concert, Mr. Benny? Uh, play the violin. I have my instrument with me, if you'd care to hear a bit of technique. Oh, I, I I'd admire to. <laughs> Scrape away. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Uh, that's enough, Mr. Benny. If you can just... Yeah, you get the money. Good. Yeah, yeah on one condition. You've got to promise not to tell nobody you're from Texas. <laughs> now, when do I get the 5000 Oh, I'd give it to you now, but I ain't got no small bills on me. Mm. This kid is loaded with oil wells, you know. Well, boys, have you... Oh, hello, Mr. Judson. Howdy, little lady. Well, did you hear about the plans for the concert? Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to put $5,000 into it. My goodness, that much? Oh, I can afford it, little lady. I made a pile of money from drilling. Oh, you're a dentist, too. <laughs> oh, I like your sense of humor, man. Bill, we called you back because our concert is all set and we want you to be master of ceremonies. Uh, yes, Bill. Where do you think we should give the concert? Uh, Hollywood Bowl? Well, uh, I would definitely give it in the open air. <laughs> well, uh, show us how you'd handle the MC job, will you, Bill? All right, Jack. Uh, how's this? Uh... <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hollywood Bowl. Tonight, you have a real treat in store. I like that. That's yeah, nice. That's yeah, nice. <laughs> you are about to receive the thrill of a lifetime. Good, good. Now, in a moment, 
These curtains will part, and the ushers will pass among you with Maxwell House coffee. Bill. Rich, delicious, mellow Maxwell House. So wonderful. Satisfying. Billy boy. Good to the last drop. Uh, dimples. Look. Uh, <laughs> that's all you're going to say? Oh, no. Then I'll say oh. Maxwell House is the very best in coffee drinking pleasure, mm-hmm. yet it costs but a fraction of a penny more per cup than the cheapest coffee you can buy. Mm-hmm. Look, Bill. If, <laughs> if anything... If anything commercial is said at our concert, it'll be L-S-M-F-T. Well, okay, Jack, I'll say it. L-S-M-F-T. Let's sample Maxwell's fine taste. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now look, that's not what I meant, you see? With more no, than a thousand... No, that's not what I meant, Bill. Wait a minute. More people... No, no, you see that? Wait Maxwell a minute, Bill, wait a minute. ...than any wait, other wait, brand wait. of coffee in the world. Wait a minute! <laughs> Never mind, I'll get Don Wilson to announce us. Don Wilson. Okay. No one will come to your concert anyway. Oh, no? We'll fill Hollywood Bowl. Well, maybe you're right. Don Wilson practically fills it alone. (laughs) Goodbye, comedian. So long, troubadour. Well, George, let's line up the concert. Now, I think think you should open the show. No, Jack, you open the show. No, no, George, I insist you open the show. I want them to hear your voice first. Well, thank you. So you walk out on the stage all alone. Okay. And introduce me. (laughs) Huh? And I'll play my first number, then I'll introduce you. Then I sing. No, you announce my second number. (laughs) Look, how about giving me a crack at the third number? Thanks, George, but I'll announce my own third number. (laughs) Jack, I should be the star of the concert. Well, Mr. Judson sent over the $5,000... Have you got the concert lined up? No, Gracie, there seems to be a difference of opinion about who should be the star. Oh, but you boys are dear friends. George, tell Jack what you think of his violin playing. Well? Well, Jack, tell George what you think of his singing. (laughs) How dare you think that kind of language in front of a lady? Apologize. Me too. Oh, besides, you're mistaken about George. There's no greater singer in the world than Sugar Throat. Sugar Throat? Yes. Gracie, a seal makes the same noise and balances a ball on its nose. <laughs> you're wrong, Jack. George makes any song completely convincing. When he sings Old Folks at Home, he makes you think of your family. Far from the old folks. At home. <laughs> oh, brother. Ah, you thought of your family? <laughs> well, I'm going to be the star. After all, if it weren't for me, you couldn't even give this concert. Why not? Mr. Judson put up $5,000 because he thinks I stink, not you. <laughs> That's why not. <laughs> Come in. Mr. Benet, please. I followed you all the way over here. May I have the money for my lesson? I'll pay you if you tell these people that I'm a great artist. Uh, Gracie, Mm -hmm. here's my French violin teacher who will tell you what a great artist I am. Bonjour. That's a lie. (laughs) In my opinion, Mr. Benet is another zimbalist. Well, then he should give up the violin and play the zimbal. (laughs) Gracie, surely the opinion of my French music teacher should settle the argument. Uh Oh, you think so, huh? Well, you wait right here. Now, 
Have you got everything straight, Meredith? Yes, Gracie. I am a famous Italian music teacher, and George is my star pupil. Good. Now, let's go in there and show that Jack Benny up. Good afternoon, Ola. <laughs> huh? I want to speak uh, to Jack Ben. That's probably me. I think. <laughs> uh, who are you? I'm uh, the bigger Italian music teach, Meredith W. Caruso. <laughs> oh, no. And I come to tell you that he's a great. Who's a great? He's a great. Who's a he's a? <laughs> he's a who's a. George? That's my life. George Abernza. I'm a the teach. He's a the pupil. He's a what? What's the matter? You don't understand English? I'm a the teach. He's a the pupil. Well, part of that I go along with. Well, thanks for dropping in, Mr. Caruso. Goodbye. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I remember him. Say, during the war, weren't you the leader of the Armed Forces Radio Service Orchestra? Yeah, that's right. I thought so. You were Major Wilson. Yeah. I went in in 42 as a major and came out in 45 as a second lieutenant. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a record to be proud of. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, Mr. Ben, just to Oh, Dow, Dow, Dow. Well, it almost worked. Look, George, let's stop trying to rook each other. If this silly concert is going to break up our friendship, let's forget it. Maybe you're right, Jack. We'd probably make down fools of ourselves as gypsies anyway. Sure. Come on, I'll take you down to the corner and we'll get a cup of coffee. No, Jack. I'll buy you the coffee. That's what I meant. So long, Grace. <laughs> Well, Gracie, I, I didn't get to sing in Hollywood Bowl, but uh, I'm going to sing next week on Bing Crosby's Philco Show. Well, now there's a man who really appreciates your voice. Bing would rather listen to you than to any other singer. He would? Well, yes, Bing says that if Perry Como, Dick Hames, and Frank Sinatra sang like you, he'd be completely happy. Good night, folks. <laughs> Good things. Do you like good things the easy way? Then get instant Maxwell House coffee. So good. So good. True coffee flavor and fragrance because instant Maxwell House is not a so-called coffee product. It's all pure Maxwell House coffee in instant form. And so easy. So easy. Instant Maxwell House means great coffee instantly in your cup. No fuss, no muss, no bother. Today, try instant Maxwell House. Instantly good to the last drop. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. I really hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, I love the old-time radio. We had to use your imagination. Um, next week, uh, Lori is going to pick her favorite old-time radio show, and it will be uh, a surprise. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I will let her do that next week. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in and listening to us. And until uh, we meet again, keep those pages turning. <laughs>